Um, if you'd so desire, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 20. We're going to look at a few verses there, which, which kind of touches on the subject of, of unreasonable uh, requests or, or, or desires. And uh, it's one of my favorite places in Scripture because this is where uh, the gal's name is Salome. She is the mother of James and John, the disciples, and she comes to Jesus with that unreasonable request, you know. And it's always been one of my favorite places in Scripture. And then there were uh, a few years back, uh, I had gone to a, uh, a performance of, of a musical at one of the Catholic churches in town. They did a, a song from this place in Scripture where the mother comes to Jesus to ask her uh, or to ask him uh, if, if her sons could sit at his left hand and his right hand in, in the kingdom. And this gal comes up and she sings this song. And, and the, the song was about a mother who wants nothing but the best for her boys. And the song was called, My Boys. And this, this gal is portraying Salome and she's singing about my boys. And so this morning we're in Matthew chapter 20, starting at verse 20 to see what's going on here. And it says, Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. And he, Jesus, said unto her, what wilt thou? She saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand, the other on the left, in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of? And to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, they say unto him, We are able. And he saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand uh, and on my left is not mine to give but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. So let's begin with a word of prayer. Uh, Father, again, we thank you for your word, and, and we pray, Lord God, this morning that we're going to love your word, and, 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 and we're going to be delighted in your word, and, and it, it's going to make our day, uh, but also, Lord, we, we would desire your, your anointing uh, to, to come along with this on, on your word, and, and so we give you this time, Lord God, and we ask your presence in Jesus' name. So we're going to take a look at this, and then I want to remind everybody that we'll be celebrating the Lord's Supper at the end of the service, too. And so we hope that you will uh, be able to join us for communion as well. <clears throat> and so there are, you know, there are several components uh, that, that make up this, this place in Scripture. And, and I want to take those components and, and then just, you know, kind of pose questions to us. Uh, as, as we reflect upon our own faith and, and our own walk and everything. And uh, all of those, you know, do come into play with the idea of, 
you know, dreams and desires and expectations and things, and, and, and just a little bit of a, a challenge there. And uh, we see this here in Matthew, and then the Gospel of Mark also tells this story and tells it uh, in a, a little bit of a different way as well, too. And, and we'll, we'll see how, how that fits in it as well. So here is this, this gal, and she comes to Jesus, and, and, and Jesus says to her, basically, what is it you desire? That, that's what he says to her. What is it you desire? And, and if, if Jesus were to ask you that, if he was to ask me that, what what is it you desire? Um, then I would then I would ask, do you have dreams and, and and desires? Is is there something in your heart? Is there something in your spirit person that you could say, yes, I do have a dream. I I do have a desire, and 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 that's a good thing. But what if he asks you that and, and you challenge yourself and you say to yourself or ask of yourself, but what are my expectations? What are my demands? Because we don't like to admit it, but I think every one of us comes across those times where in our relationship with Jesus, it's not as much about my dreams and desires, but it's my expectations. You know, well, I expect him to see that that I, I, I have a good, strong, solid, steady job with a steady income. I, I expect that that I will always have a, a, a good health report and, and not receive bad reports from the doctor or something. So sometimes we have these expectations. Sometimes we get mad when they don't come all the way to fruition, sometimes we actually have demands. Uh, maybe even times where we go to the Lord in prayer, but it's really a demand more than it is a prayer, you know? And, and uh, I, the reason I don't feel bad challenging you with that is because I fall guilty in, in every one of these things, you know? And, and I have to be honest with myself at times and say, well, you know, I think, I think that's a little bit too much to expect of the Lord. Uh, I think it's good to expect of the Lord in a good and healthy way. But when it's, as we'll see later, in kind of a self-serving way, then, then we've got to challenge ourselves. And so I am as guilty as the next person. And, and so Jesus uh, asks her, what is it you desire? Um, and and uh, maybe a, a, another way to look at it, and I'll read this for you as well, comes, comes from this version in the Gospel of Mark, and you find it in Mark chapter 10. This time it isn't the mom who comes to Jesus. The way that Mark renders it is James and John themselves come to Jesus, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldst do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And Jesus said to them, What would ye that I should do for you? And then they go on to say, Well, one of us would like to be on your right hand and one of us on your left hand. So, so Jesus is not simply asking them, What are your desires? But he's asking them, What do you want me to do for you? You know, Jesus asked me, What do you want me to do for you? I would say, Make me tall, dark, and handsome. You, you, you know, and, and, 
But that probably would be self-serving if, if, if I did that, you know. And, and here's what I've always loved, and, 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 and I love to put my own interpretation, my own spin on the scriptures. Someday when I go to heaven, God's going to say, you know, Pastor John, you, you took a lot of liberty there. You were kind of like way out in, in, in left field. But here's what they say to Jesus. They say, uh, Master, we would that thou shouldst do for us whatsoever we shall desire. That's what they said to Jesus in the King James. And here's my paraphrase of that, which God will address when I get to heaven. Okay? My paraphrase of that is these guys go to Jesus and they say, we're going to ask you for something, but we want you to say yes first. Okay? Has that ever happened to you? Your child, your grandchild? Yeah, sometimes your spouse. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask you something, but I want you to say yes first. Well, you know there's only trouble brewing if, you know, if it's, if it's going to play out that way. So they go to Jesus and they say, well, we're going to ask you for something, but we want you to say yes first. And then, and then Jesus asked them, you know, what should I do for you? And, and, and he also says something in in these two places in scripture, when they ask him, he says, you don't know what you're asking. And, and I, I suppose we could even say, you don't know what you're asking for, you know? And, and, and I think that means a couple of things as well. Um, Jesus would say, when, when he tells them, you don't know what you're asking for, he would say, in one sense, you have no idea of the complexities involved in what you're asking. Or he might have been saying, and he actually follows up on this, when he says you don't know what you're asking, are you willing to pay the price? Are, 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 are you willing to, um, do you think you're able to pay the price? And could you imagine if every time we went to Jesus and said, you know, Lord, would you this or would you that? He'd say, you know, do you really fully comprehend the price tag that, that comes along with that? And, and he mentions the price tag in the cup and the baptism. And it's, and it's usually a cup of suffering and a baptism of death. And when he talked to his disciples, he was telling them, you are going to be persecuted and you are going to be martyred, is, is what, what he was telling them there. And, and, you know, thank you, Lord, for the grace of the here and now where our greatest persecution in America is when somebody says bad, something bad about Christians on TV, you know, or, 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 or maybe sometimes we get pressured at work, you know, but, but I've, I've never considered our going through great persecution in, in any way. And, and, and most of us will never literally be called to lay our life down for, for our faith, you know, and, and, and so we, you know, we, we have to understand how blessed we are in a nation that allows us to worship God, 
in, in, in our fullest, you know? And, 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 and so Jesus was telling his disciples, you guys really don't know all of what you're asking when, when you're asking for something like this, and let alone them coming with the biggie. You know, I want to, I want to be on your left hand. I, I want to be on, on your right hand. And, and, uh, when they asked him this, in, in the Matthew version, uh, the mom had said, one, one, one of my sons wants to be on your left and one wants to be on your right when you come into your kingdom. Okay? And, and that basically has two implications. I think her main thinking was, well, Jesus, you know, you're going to be kicking the Romans out and you're going to be telling the Jewish leaders that you'll now begin to take over uh, the presidency, you know, of, of, of Israel or something. So, so in one sense, she was really thinking about the here and now when you set up your kingdom here on earth. But, you know, there was also that thought that when, when you go back to glory, because that's what the Mark version says, when you go back to glory, that my sons would still be on, on, on your left and right. Now, I told you I don't see very well when I read. And in my notes, I was getting to that point, And what I saw was Jesus, can one of my sons sit on your left and one on your right when you come into your kitchen? Okay? So... That just is an example of my reading struggle as, as, as we do this. And, and, and so um, she, uh, she, she asks him uh, this question. He says, you don't know what you're asking, and especially when it comes to the kingdom. And here's the thing about the kingdom. Um, again, something I am, I am guilty of. Do we sometimes have a tendency to try to plan our own comfortable kingdom in our faith you know you know it's it's like 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 mine is is god you know i could serve you like an absolute tiger i could serve you like an absolute maniac if you just see to it that i never have to struggle financially or or, or economically or vocationally or something. If, if you make my life that smooth, then, then I can serve you gangbusters, you know? And, and what God would probably say is, no, if I did that for you, you'd probably forget about me in two weeks, you know? And, and I, used to, I usually describe it by saying, I've asked God for a million dollars over and over again. You know, and he's never given it to me, so he obviously doesn't trust me with it. You know, but but I I, I would tell God, you give me a million dollars, just think the church is going to get a hundred thousand right off the bat, you, you know, or something like that. Then I even you know puff myself up and say, well, I could probably get rid of of. Uh, four or five hundred thousand dollars of it and just live on the balance or something. And that, again, is what God's going to address when, when I get to glory, you know. But do we sometimes plan our own kingdom and then just expect God to go along with the plan, you know? And, and that's one of our challenges this morning as well. Uh, because what we're looking at is, is the contrast of formulating our own plans and expecting God to go along with them versus just following God's plan and, and, and the blessing that that would be instead. Um, because, because they wanted this, this gift. Their plan was one son on the left, one son, son on the right. 
they came up with that plan, probably figured, well, God should go for that, you know, you know, because that 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 sounds like reasonable and everything. And 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 uh, the answer that Jesus gave them was, that's not my call. It's not my call to say who who gets to sit on my left and on, on my right. That's the father's call. And not only <clears throat> not only is it his his father's call, but the way he expressed it was that that, <clears throat> as far as my father is concerned, that is decided uh, by him for whom he prepared it. Now, t- to me, that says God already has a plan. He already had that, that place on the left and that place on the right. He already had that planned and, and in motion and in process. And, and, and part of what I want to say this morning is, as well, the Father has plans for us. And he came up with these plans before the world even existed. He came up with these plans before we were born. He, he came up with these plans while we were yet in the womb, you know? And, and then here we are in our adulthood saying, God, you know, I think I got an idea too. And I think you're going to like this one, you know? And, and to me, the word is saying, our father says, no, I've, I've got plans, and, and uh, he, he might even say, if you can hold your horses and get with the, the program, get on board, you will be amazed at, at, at my plan. And that's, that's really the gist of what we're, we're saying as well. Um, because ha, have you ever heard this, this idea? Well, well, God sees the whole picture. you know, and, that, and that's true. That's why he plans things the way he plans them in, in our lives. But here again, now I've expanded God's mind uh, a, a little bit this morning. And, and the way that I've always, uh, I've always looked at it is God sees not just the bigger picture, but the complete picture from beginning to end with every development or every variable along the way. So God didn't just say, well, I knew you before you were, and I'll have you after you are no more. But he says, I've got a plan for your life. And it's not just planned from the beginning and then the conclusion. It's planned all along the way, the whole journey. And let's face it, we're going to get in his way now and again. We're going to get in his way, and that changes things. That, that throws in a variable, or it throws in a, a, a complication or, 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 or such. And, and I believe that God has all of those in the plan as well. It's not that he says, well, I've asked you to do this, but I know you're going to do that, so I've got a plan B. It isn't that God does that, but God simply knows he simply knows. When, when I had said, walk and you ran, and I know you were going to fall down and go boom, now I've got, I've, I've got it in my plan for you how we get through that and, and how we get past that as well. And, and that's, that's me and my granddaughter. My granddaughter's like 14 or 15 months. 
And, and I'm just getting used to her walking because, because she was home at Christmas and, and really took her first meaningful steps. But then she went back home to the Twin Cities and learned how to walk. And, and now I'm just mesmerized by her walking all the time. But then she'll get carried away and she falls down and goes boom. And I feel so bad for her when, when, she, when she hurts herself or, or something. And, and that's us with our father. He's, he's got this plan and he's watching us develop our, our legs and, and our skills. And he knows we're going to fall down and go boom. But he's still got contingencies upon, upon every one of those things. And, and, and so um, as, as I say that, I make this statement. And this statement is, what an amazing journey he will take us on if we just allow him to lead. If we just get on board and, and go along with him. And, and, you know, the way that we do that is, is to be conscious of him. You know, God, here's what I'm thinking. And, and, and I want it to be in your will. And, and I'm willing to go forward with it un, unless you would say no or, you know, something like that. And, and, and as, as we do that, he, he, can, he can either stop us. He, he can either uh, take, take us through that and, and yet accomplish what he wants to in it. And the reason I say that is because we don't have to ask God when we wake up in the morning, God, is it okay to inhale? Okay, God, is it okay to exhale? You know, we don't have to manage everything that tightly. God, God would say, well, I fully expect you to breathe in, breathe out all day long, you know? Um, the, the, the example I always give is, is like you go to the ladies and hey, you can go to the guys as well. Say, we're going to have a potluck. Would you bring a hot dish? And they say, well, I'll pray about it. You know, I don't think God expects us to have to pray about that hot dish. God, should I have worn a shirt and tie today? You know, and, and so 10 o'clock comes and I'm not here. You call me, say, what's the problem? I'm still at home waiting to hear from God. <laughs> Got to figure out if I'm supposed to wear a tie this morning, you know. And so, so God gives us a lot of liberty to to walk forward as long as we are considering Him, and and that's the other com- component of of this this morning is what what this gal was expressing here was ambition. She was ambitious for her boys. Her boys were ambitious, as were all the disciples. You know, the, 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 the night of his betrayal, they get into an argument about who's going to be first, you know. And, and so there's ambition. But there's good ambition and there's bad ambition. And godly ambition is when we, we search our hearts when we believe that what we're desiring agrees with God's heart and his mind and his plans and his purpose. Now that, that's, that's a gal waking up in the morning after her boyfriend gives her her engagement ring. And, and she's saying, God, 
have I considered this well enough? Is this the man I'm supposed to marry? Is this, is this the guy you've picked for me? You're, you're looking for his heart and his mind and his plan for your life, and that's worthwhile praying for, you know? And, and so godly ambition is, is, is when, when you're considering God that way, it brings blessing and reward, and it glorifies God. But earthly ambition, human ambition, selfish ambition, if, if ambition is selfishly pursued, and, and we're honest with ourselves, you know, God, you know, when, when I really come down to it, I think the reason I'm asking for this is because actually it, it's going to puff me up. And I'm going to look good in other people's eyes. You know, God, should, should I run for mayor? You know, should, should I get on the city council? And when we're honest with ourselves, it's so we can walk around town shining our buttons, you know, or, or something like that. So if, if it's a selfish ambition, it's only going to bring temporary satisfaction. Because, yeah... I'll be able to get that desire of my heart. And it's going to, it's going to make me feel good. And, and, it's, and it's going to satisfy that, that longing that I had. But if I did it without really, you know, considering God and, 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 and asking him, is, is this your plan for me? You know, if I do it without all of that, it will bring a measure of satisfaction. But the way that I always describe it is human satisfaction is never satisfied. We will be partially satisfied but when that wears off, we're still going to need more. And, and, and so what we're talking about this morning is, is walking with God in a way that we consider him. And, and more so consider his plan for us than our plans. And God, you can just take those plans and anoint them and, and bless me in all of that. And, and so we're, we're going to close in, in a moment uh, with a word of prayer as we get ready to celebrate communion. And um, maybe what I'll do is I'll come down to the main floor and then, uh, Pastor Lisa, you can get ready for, for, uh, to, to celebrate communion with the...